You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Hello, Mac the Irish Football Fan TV. It's myself, Paul Nealon, and I'm joined by Paul Tierney after yesterday's dismal defeat to Armenia, uh, 1 0 to Armenia away from home, uh, opening UEFA Nations League game. It ended in defeat. Um, we will be going through all of that, but we will start off by, I suppose, Paul, just the the formation. I suppose I know we naturally play or normally play in a three-five-two, but against a lot of those teams that we've been playing in uh, that formation, it's because we are most people would say inferior to them. So we have to kind of go with that extra defender um, and play to our strengths with the wing backs. And normally. You know, if Matt Doherty's playing, that's fine because he is our best wing back. Uh, I think that's fair to say. I think everyone would agree with that. Um, he wasn't obviously there. He's injured. Uh, Seamus Coleman did play there. Uh, I'll come to the lineup in a sec. But did you think yesterday was a case that we could have maybe moved to a four-three-three and actually tried to dominate from a kind of midfield perspective? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it took us it took us a while to get going. It, 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 actually, I don't even think we got going at all, really, to be honest. Uh, we struggled to get the ball up to the strikers. And when it did get up to the strikers, uh, they couldn't really do much with it. You know, I mean, it was it was hard going. Uh, the boys up top didn't really run at the defenders a lot. And when they did, I, I got to give it to their defence. They were quite solid and they put in a lot of great tackles. They were tackling hard from the get-go as well. And, uh, I mean... In the end, they probably deserved the win because we we weren't at it at all. But uh, yeah, we probably needed to change the formation even at half time. You know, maybe start with how how we did, and when we know we knew it wasn't working, change it then. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be, and uh, another disappointing start to a campaign. Yeah, well, just just on the formation, like we'll we'll go through the game, but just on the formation itself, like this is surely a game where. You know, we knew we we knew. Look, we were away from home. It's going to be hostile. They're carrying on that over that handball that happened in two thousand eleven. Um, that no one really actually, you know, remembered that much. To be to be fair, no offense to them, but like I did the opposition preview with a, a Ram from Football Kentron the other day, the Armenian uh, football podcast, and uh, they were going on about it, saying that they see us as a rival just purely based on that. Obviously, they have that kind of similar thing that we have to Thierry Henry in France for what they did to us. But um, from their point of view, like they were going to try and make it hostile. But I think at the same time, I think I call the four three three in the starting lineup. I just look. I'm not a football manager. I'm not Stephen Kenny and stuff like that. I can't be the one to turn around and tell them that you should have played a four three three. I just think a four three three would have been better in this scenario, just considering personnel that was in the squad. I mean, Seamus Coleman and Ender Stevens two two three years ago as wing backs. Yes, not now though. Um, I think as left back and right back in a four with Duffy and Egan that's fine or Collins and Egan or whatever or Collins and Duffy either or I don't think Collins done anything wrong but I just think there was no real need for that extra centre-back I think you could have had Cullen as the sitter you could have had then uh, you know an extra body up top just to occupy them and then you have your solid back four which they can just be more kind of concerned about defending that's that was my idea behind it. I mean, look, Al McDermott's in the comments there, and he says we need to play forward to back against the lower teams. Need an extra midfielder against the lower teams against Scotland and Ukraine. You can play five. I totally agree with that, and that's exactly the point I'm making before we go in, go into the lineup. But 
this is what I mean. Like that's why we lacked against uh, Lithuania, but I think that was largely a second string team anyway. But this was our first stri- uh, strength team that we played yesterday, and uh, well, the best that we had available. You would have said um, maybe Obafemi could have started, but anyway, we'll get into that now, right? So Kelleher and goal for Bazunu, which is interesting. I'll get your thoughts on that in a sec. Um, Duffy, Egan, Collins, Coleman, right wing back, Stevens, left wing back, uh, Jeff Hendrick, Josh Cullen. Um, and then we had um, Bene, Robinson, and Parrot. Am I missing someone there? I feel like I am. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. No, sorry, I thought I was. But uh, that's the way we lined up. And I just felt as though... Look, I, I, I don't think Keller had done anything wrong, by the way. I don't think... Uh, I'm not really phased with him or Brazuna comes in because I know that they're going to play well. Even Travers. So that, for me... I just thought it was a bit mad because I thought Bazuna was his number one. I heard there was rumblings that he had a back injury, so that might be the case. But were you surprised when you saw Kelleher starting? Yeah, I was, yeah, because like there was no word on uh, Gavin having an injury, which is why I was a bit surprised. But as you said, I wouldn't, I, I don't really mind Kelleher coming in. Like I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I do think Bazuna is better, but he's better simply because he's played more games in his career going back to Shamrock Rovers days as well so like that's got to be said but um, yeah I was surprised but I'm like as you said as well I, I don't really mind I think the goalkeepers are all solid goalkeepers and uh, yeah I mean if he had a back injury I mean there's three more games to go hopefully he can get back in for one of them but again I thought Kelleher was quite good I thought he made a good save in the first half because that was a good shot and I mean there was there was no stopping the goal really and it wasn't his fault that the shot got away either so yeah, I wouldn't be, I, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed with Keller. I thought he was quite good. I mean, of all the performances, he'd probably be the one who'd get the least amount of flack, in my opinion. Yeah, well, like the only thing is, I think if he's come in now, he should play the rest of the games because I just think that you need the continuity there between the defense and and the players. Maybe that's why you went for it. Look, Duffy, Egan, Collins. I think they played together in the Lithuania game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Coleman and Stevens, I spoke about at right at wing backs. I just think if they're playing right back and left back, that's fine. I just think as wing backs, a lot of people pointed out they weren't making the overlaps. Um, Hendrick hasn't played much football. I think Malumbi would have been better suited for this game just for the energy. I think Hendrick at times uh, will come. Will come to it. Uh, Josh Cullen, yeah, all day long. Um, he was the only one that you could have said him and probably Callum Robinson and Og Og Benny were probably the only three that you could have said were definitely going to play. Um, Og Benny played, Robinson played, and then Parrot over kind of Obafemi, which was um. Interesting. I know, look, he, uh, Troy scored against Lithuania and maybe deserved the shirt, but uh, the way Obafemi's finished the season, there was a big argument for him to start. So were, were you surprised when you saw Troy's name on the team sheet? I wasn't su- as, as surprised as I was with uh, Quibian being in goal. I think Troy Parr had a good season uh, in terms of overall general play. Maybe didn't get as many goals as he would have liked, but I, I thought he had a good season like Obafemi. Um I did think Obafemi would start, but I mean, I wouldn't be, I wasn't surprised Troy was in. I mean, I thought, I didn't really see him in the game, to be honest with you. I, like, I saw a lot of Callum Robinson, not Benny, but like, and I suppose that's why Troy went off. He wasn't really involved, and no, I, I know the ball wasn't going up much to the lads up front, but 
I wasn't surprised. I always thought there was a chance, and I mean, there is three more games to go, so my, uh, I'm sure he'll be chopping and changing up front as well. He'll have to change something now for Wednesday anyway, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't surprised, really. I think they both had good seasons, so it's, it's kind of one comes in, one comes out. You know, it's just the way, I think. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens now for the for the next game, considering it's such a quick turnaround and stuff, but and all the flying and and everything else, and is there any injuries and stuff like that? We will be at the press conference tomorrow to find out that if there is any injuries. So we're not going to do any kind of previews or anything like that till after the press conferences are done, so we know who's available and who's not, because otherwise we're we're just going to have to redo it. Um, then uh, I suppose just looking at it, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze, I feel like a sneeze is coming on. No, I managed to avoid it. Um, anyway, uh, in the first couple of minutes, you know, it's just a very slow start. But again, they, um, like we felt like they would, they, they'll snatch at chances and, you know, if, if chances if they intercept us, they'll get chances. And, and Barsegian um, nearly caught Kelleher out with a shot from distance uh, after Nathan Collins lost the ball. But that's kind of what they were kind of living off was us forcing our own errors and then then capitalizing on it and um, and we just we, we were kind of doing it from the start because after that Barsegian chance then Shane Duffy gets booked for horrendous tackle on the mm-hmm. on their player on the halfway line and I think that kind of came from Jeff Hendrick just being very lackadaisy. And he did it a couple of times over the course of the game. I remember there was a point where I think he was on the edge of the box and Troy Parrott gave him the ball and he just watched it go past him. And I saw Troy Parrott having a go at him. Um, and the two of them were having a go at each other while the game was being played. I think it was in the second half. But um, Troy was not happy with him. And he was kind of doing that a lot throughout the game. But in the first couple of minutes, I felt nervous. And uh, you were obviously doing the live tweeting at the game because I was in work at Gary's Wi-Fi was down at the match. So we have there the 23rd minute, you know, we were heading into the first water break, scoreless, tough tackles from the home side has been the team of the game. The best chance of the game fell to the home side with Kelleher saving uh, comfortably from Barsegian. And then uh, you said you feel like Ireland need to keep the ball a small bit better. So what, you know, at that point, where was your head at? Because realistically we weren't doing a whole lot were we i mean it was just pass 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 around the back pass pass keep possession and then it's like everyone's afraid to try and break the lines or you know just do do something a bit creative i think uh, i was working with virgin yesterday and keith tracy said it like why doesn't someone just try and get on the ball and run at them and try and get in between and you know get in between the lines and make something happen it seems like everyone's like afraid to try and make that killer ball or anything like that we just i don't know what it is but we just look like we're afraid to make any sort of errors in case someone gets on our back and and he said as well like i don't think stephen kenny's the type of fellow who get on a player's back for you know trying to make something happen like if you lose the ball you lose the ball but good players lose the ball too trying to make things happen but you need to take a risk every now and again you can't just have it all just simple pass simple pass simple pass and then nothing happens yeah, I See, I, at that point, what were you thinking? I, it was your standard Ireland game, really. Against, I'm not going to call them minnows because they're not like Gibraltar or San Marino or something like that. But they're we're definitely better. Like we're we should be beating Armenia. You know, like on, there, there's on no paper question. We're better. Yeah, on paper, yeah. That that's that's what I mean. But like. We generally struggle with these games. I don't know why. You've seen it over the last few years. It 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 needs. 
it needs a player like Wes Houlihan or something like that. And I know we keep going back to him. That's in the past. But it needs a player like that who will create something from nothing. And I know these players are very, very good, particularly the midfielders. Like, but Josh Cullen is there. He wins the ball and he moves it, you know. And he's brilliant at it. But we need something else to get the ball up to the strikers. You need that killer instinct a lot of the time, particularly in a game like that where, as, as I said in the tweet, tough tackles, they were getting stuck in. And when they won the ball, they won the ball well, and they were going forward on the break, and uh, it eventually cost us. But um, yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, just missing that that killer instinct from one of the players. Get the ball up to the strikers in a good position where they can turn and shoot quicker than taking three or four touches, letting their boys get back in and get their tackles in. And that's what they were good at yesterday. But um, yeah, look, we're just missing that killer instinct. It's the same old conversation with these games with Ireland, anyway. From what from for the last couple of years, anyway, it's the same old conversation. And do you not think that's where the four three three argument will come in against these sides? Is that you could have that extra midfielder? Look, I know we're not blessed with with these uh, technical attacking midfielders, almost like a futsal type player who's very good technically and uh, can open open up spaces from nothing. Like, um, I mean, I said it before. I think we're like Wales without Gareth Bale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, look, Declan Finnegan just literally said it in the comments there. He says, I uh, just got back from it. Uh, desperately disappointing, but no creativity from midfield. And that's what everybody's saying. It's the same thing. It's just we're just lacking that, that creativity in midfield. Like, I, I think Jeff Hendrick is very good athletically. And I think he'll, he'll work hard up and down. And look, maybe he was a victim of not being playing in a long time, same as Shane Duffy, because uh, the two of them look to be struggling out there. But I think. We need more than just athleticism in the middle of the pitch. I think if Malumbi was there, he would have given us a bit more energy and maybe carried the ball. But he's not a creative type of player. He's more just like of a battler and a kind of warrior uh, type of player, which we could have maybe used. But again, our players up front weren't really doing the business for us either. I mean, the um, Ogbeni chance, uh, he snatched at a couple. And yeah. he just really didn't have his best game. He got player of the match, but I, I honestly think that thing that they give out is just you know who looked mm. the best on the day type thing or who wore the best boots because some of the times they're giving it to players and I don't know what they're giving it to them for uh, I'd love to know who actually nominates that yeah. but anyway <laughs> that's it I was just about to say that myself like you, you wouldn't know you know and even when you're at the match sometimes and you hear it over the intercom you're like but no like what about this guy he's been brilliant or it's crazy I don't know but you wouldn't know who's doing it I mean standard stuff like you wouldn't know could be anyone Mm. But yeah, like you you tweeted there half time, you know, nil nil a dogged dis- defensive display so far from the home side has uh, has kept Ireland at bay with uh, only a few chances to speak about and Og Benny had has had the best chance of them with a header from a Cullen cross just gone over the bar work to do. I just felt that header that was a glorious, glorious yeah. chance. And he didn't even have to jump for it. He was totally free. Oh, if he actually had a jumped, he probably would have gotten over it. And he probably would have scored. But the fact that he was kind of sitting and he just kind of headed into it. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's... It's, it's like, Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean... It's it's so frustrating. Like, And it feels like we have this conversation every international break a lot of the time, which is just... Unfortunately, I know there's three more games, but you can't help being sick, you know? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, well, I think, you know, half-time, were you feeling like, okay, there's, with that Ogbeni chance, I'm only giving you a bit of optimism that there was a, 
you know, a goal coming maybe in the second half, but I felt as though I was still nervous at half time. Now I was only watching bits and parts of the first half because obviously it was working. Um, but I got to catch catch a large part of the second half, and I felt as though there was some good play, but I felt the more it was going at nil nil, and I tweeted this, the more it went as nil nil. I feared that they would get a goal uh, on the break, and we'll come to that in a minute. But um, at half time, what were your initial thoughts? You were out partying, were you? I wasn't partying. Like at that time, we were just watching it and having a bit of food. Like you know, that that was it. But um, we were well, well in watching it. Like you know, but um, look, I mean, like I was hopeful that it would improve. Okay, maybe it did a little bit, but it it didn't really, you know. And uh, and I mean, like you you think of their start to the second half as well. They had a goal disallowed for offside, and it was a cracker. Now it was offside, and they they came. Out, out straight away like they did in the first half, getting stuck in, win the ball back from lax play, and a goal disallowed straight away. They're going to be buzzing off that. And okay, it was offside, but it was a cracking goal as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was ex- I was expecting more, but look, listen, it didn't happen unfortunately. Yeah, because I think uh, the the second. Uh water break you had there at the 63rd minute just under 20 minutes played in the second half and Yervin and it remains scoreless a goal disallowed for offside for the home side is the closest we've come to a goal in the game um, and then you'd said thoughts on how, how we may change the outcome I think then uh, Obafemi came on for power I'd actually called this I, I, I tweeted at the time I think Obafemi needs to come on I didn't say for power but I, I felt as though he needed to come on my god was he not good like for all the talk about him and and everything like that, and everyone was saying like he really did look out of his depth at, 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 just on this match day. I'm hoping that if he does play again, he'll be a lot better. Now I could say that for a number of players, not just him, but uh, I was hoping that he'd really make an impact. And it was just a bit of a um, a bit of a flop on the day, unfortunately, that uh, it just didn't work out for him. Um, McLean and Knight came on for Stevens and Robinson in the 73rd minute. At that stage, it was still nil nil, but then two minutes later. Spurtian picks up the ball and um, drives into space and shoots from distance. Nothing Kelleher could have done about the goal. It was a really, really good goal. I felt as though Hendrick could have closed down better. If you see, I think David Henderson had tweeted uh, on um, Twitter a picture of kind of Hendrick and he's closing down the ball, but he's doing it from the opposite side mm-hmm. uh, with his eyes closed, and it just it doesn't look good for uh, for him in terms of. You know, I'm sure people will be on his back over that now. Um, but it's a really bad image. If you're Jeff Hendrick, you wouldn't be happy with it, basically. Uh, but we were told to watch out for Spurzian in the opposition preview. And um, in fairness, everything Aram said to me on the opposition preview was true and came true. They scored, and he's their golden boy. And he, he had the one, I think, well, I think he had a chance in the first half to shame Duffy had blocked really well um, early in the first half. But otherwise, Kept him fairly quiet, but uh, he got forward, and it was some strike to be fair to him. It was, yeah, the, uh, and you mentioned Hendrik not closing down. It was very similar to the goal against the uh, the Azerbaijan got at the Aviva back in September, and I saw Dan McDonald said he tweeted he said if you don't close down your players, let them have shots. That's what's going to happen. And uh, look, it was a cracking strike. Nothing Keller could do, but again, comes from the midfield, not closing down. And if you give a player, he's clearly got quality. This boy, give give a player like that time, he's gonna he's gonna put it in the back of the net. Disappointing, but I think at that stage you could feel like it was coming. As you said, the longer it goes nil nil, the more confident they're gonna be. And uh, look, 
a cracking strike, but you'd be disappointed with the closing down. And see, Hendrick's obviously going to be the scapegoat. He's the closest one to him. But, like, I felt like he had more time, even if he did get by Hendrick to take the shot. You know what I mean? Like, there was no one there. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's like Azerbaijan as well. Exactly the same goal. And, uh, look, as Dan McDonald said, if you don't close down, that's what's going to happen. So, that's it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's very annoying because... It's the same things keep happening to us. We can't break down teams. We give them a, a chance. We don't close them down. They strike from distance and we're, then we're in the shitter then and we don't know where to go from there. And, we, you know, then they're even more inclined to sit in a low block more so then and we can't we can't break them. We can't break them, sorry. Um, and it's just so frustrating. So hard to watch. And then, with the you know, the subs that we brought on, yeah, 81st minute then, Josh Cullen came off for Alan Brown and James Coleman came off for Will Keane. And we were trying to go for it, but we were, like, we were just... I know Shane Duffy got a header and Hendrick had a strike uh, from the edge of the box, very tame effort straight at the keeper, but both efforts were both at the keeper. And then Duffy had another chance from a corner uh, not long after his other header and he hit a wide. But otherwise, and I think Egan had a header as well, but none of them were really... Like, other than the Duffy one, none of them were on target. My point was like we should have got more players wide and hit balls into the box because anytime you watch us, I know it's all great playing this lovely football and all of this pass, pass, pass. But a lot of the times where we're most effective is when we're whipping balls in from the from the wings, I think, and uh, when we've bodies in the box, and that's when we look the most most threatening. But we don't seem to do it anyway. Like, like the, the morning game went on, there was just no urgency from the team. Everyone was blown out their arse. The only player who looked like he actually wanted to get on the ball and look urgent and do something was Jason Knight. I thought um, Jeff Hendrick was booked in the eighty-third minute for the cynical foul when they're on the counter attack, which was is a good professional foul to be fair because yeah. he stopped them from from doing anything. Um, and that was really it. We just were lumping balls up to the box. Will Keane done done nothing again. Um, but yeah, you have full time there. Spurzian's goal in the 74th minute uh, consigns Ireland to their first defeat in eight games. Still no Nations League win. A, disappoint, a disappointing start to the Nations League as we still await our first victory in the competition. Um, just one other thing I wanted to speak about just before I finish on that. Um... I just was watching RTE earlier on before I jumped on this video and just looking at our top six Premier League performers. So in case anyone, like some people might have been watching the game on RTE yesterday, they might know about this anyway, but I, I just kind of found it fascinating. Seamus Coleman, Nathan Collins, Shane Duffy, Kieran Clark, Matt Doherty, Adam Ede. Seamus Coleman's topped the list with 30 appearances, minutes played, 2,656. Nathan Collins is second. 19 appearances and he'd 1,669 minutes. Shane Duffy, 18 appearances, 1,434 minutes. Kieran Clark, 13 uh, appearances, 1,015 minutes. Matt Doherty, 13 appearances, 874 minutes played. Adam Eda, 17 minutes, 620 minutes played. Now, I know uh, Matt Doherty and Adam Eda were out through injury. They probably would have had more towards the end of the season. But... um. I'm just going to remove that uh, spam in the comments there. Um, so block them there. Anyway, that's a fascinating stat. And when you look at our team, are you really that surprised what we're losing to teams like Armenia when you have stats like that when none of our players are playing the top champions or sorry the Premier League 
and they've players who are playing European football and playing for teams and I know their striker was playing one of their strikers plays for Club Bruges as well. I think he was on loan from Hoffenheim as well. So they've got players who play for good clubs as well. But a lot of our players, you know, Seamus Coleman was our most appearances and he's playing in a struggling Everton side, spoken from an Everton fan, struggling Everton side. It's not him that was a fault for the season as well, by the way. I just don't think um, he gets a lot of credit for the way he's handled things in that sense. But just in terms of 30 appearances and he had a lot of uh, appearances for Ireland as well. So I'm just, it's, it's, you know, he's 30 something now, 33 or 34. It's getting to a stage now where it's alarming how much, how little our players are playing in the Premier League now. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's worrying, as you said. And you even think of Matt Darty, he wasn't getting in for a lot of the season, but and then he came in and he started doing well. So uh, worrying, yeah. And um, look, I mean, the championship is still a high level. You got to be honest with you there. I got to be honest about that, but. It is worrying. It it does it doesn't sound good anyway. That's for sure. And um, we want our players playing at the top level. You think of teams in the past. You had John O'Shea at Man United, Robbie Keane at Spurs. Was at Liverpool as well. You know Steve Finnan, etc. It's just it's it's worrying. And as you said, they have boys playing in Europe. They've uh, one of their defenders plays in Spain for one of the one of the lower teams, but still plays in the top top level in Spain and plays week in week out. Um. Look, it's. It, I'm still surprised that we lost, but it's 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 the manner of the defeat more so than the defeat. You know what I mean? It's, they didn't put in. It's like they didn't put in effort a lot of the time. You know, it's it's very easy to pass the ball sideways, forwards, backwards, stuff like that. But uh, it's 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 actually creating chances. And if you lost one 0 but we created say a ton of chances, you know, you probably wouldn't be as disappointed. But it's just it's flat. That's what it is. It was a flat performance and you feel flat after it. You don't really know what to make of it, you know, but that's what I think anyway. It's flat. That's it. Uh, real pre-season vibes off the game, wasn't it? I felt. Do you remember the game against Bulgaria? Um, yeah, pre-season, end of season, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they all kind of morph into one, like, do we really need an international break here? Now, I know we do because of COVID, but like, some of the boys are wrecked as well, you know, and now they've got four more games to play. And it's great for us. We get to go, but like, I'm sure, sure. So, like, Josh Cullen's played most of the games this season for Anderlecht as well. Seamus Combs in his 30s and he's played 30 matches this year in a really tense season for Everton. You've said that already. Like, I don't know. And like, Courtois said it as well about the Nations League. It's like, now we're adding these extra matches again as well. Like, the players don't really need it, you know. Now it's great, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> baffling sometimes, like, you know. No, I agree. The only thing I'd say about those Premier League performers as well, Nathan Collins is, is going to be in the Championship next year. Adam Ede is going to be in the Championship next year. Kieran Clark won't be at Newcastle next season. And will Shane Duffy be at uh, Brighton? That would leave us with just Seamus Coleman and Matt Doherty out of, out of that list. And I know this, um, Mark Travers is going to go up with uh, Bournemouth, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone... There's anybody else going up, um, from an Irish point of view, like a Forest. I don't think there's anybody, and I don't think um a Fulham. I think sort of Osiris is going to be gone from there, so that would literally leave us with maybe Mark Travers, who may or may not play, Gavin Kilkenny, who may or may not play, and Robbie Brady, who may or may not play, 
um, for Bournemouth next season in the Premier League. Obviously, this is dependent on transfers and stuff over the course of the summer, but right now, you're looking at that and going, Seamus Coleman and Matt Doherty on that list could potentially be the only two that play Premier League football next season of this squad. And I know Matt Doherty's not even in the squad at the moment, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's... um. Worrying, but we've spoken about this for a while. It's worrying, but um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Flat, flat, flat performance, and need need a reaction on Wednesday. Need a big reaction on Wednesday. I think even if whatever about winning, just a better performance, you know. And I know with Ukraine, it's going to be an odd atmosphere on Wednesday, and they have obviously got their playoff today as well. They could be wrecked after that. Could go all the way, but uh, just need a better performance. And I think there will be because they have the home crowd behind them, which there always is when the, there's a good home crowd. But uh, yeah. I mean, just just needs to be better. Simple as better, more effort and better performance. That's all we ask for. Yeah, well, I think you know, let's play. I'm just gonna go through a couple of the comments just because, uh, just to finish off. Um, his sub, uh, funny stuff. Nine five six says uh, his subs didn't make much sense. Should have had made them earlier. Parrot was playing well out of position, and Kenny got the formation wrong. I feel. I would probably agree with that. I thought Jeff Hendricks should have came off as well as uh, Josh Cullen, but maybe he's keeping Josh for the other games. And uh, maybe he wanted to give Jeff more minutes so it'll benefit him more so throughout this couple of games so he can go back to um or get the rust kind of out of his system. Um mm-hmm. he said we need to play for three in midfield, which is just what we said as well. Um and then uh Andrew says if we can take any positive from yesterday, it is that we will surely see a reaction from the start on Wednesday. You'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Eugene McGeever says Ireland take on Ukraine on now on Wednesday night now. Yeah, we know that. Um, if Ukraine play, Ushin says, if Ukraine play like they did against Scotland, we're going to get ruined. Yeah, if Zinchenko's on form, we could be... Uh, but then again, they, they might just give their fringe players a run yeah but that's the thing like the the, the amount of effort they're going to have to put in today as well like I know obviously they can't play in Ukraine at the minute but that's two away games against like for for the World Cup you know they'd be wrecked and they put a lot in on Wednesday but I did like they they were good but then like towards the end of it when McGregor got the goal back they, they looked a bit dodgy and the keeper looked nervous now I don't know if he's their main goalkeeper or not I'm not I, I need to do a bit more research on them. Obviously, we know Yarmolenko and Zinchenko and stuff, but like, from what I've seen Zinchenko in the Premier League, he can be got at. You know, like, it's, it's he's he was good on Wednesday. It's probably the best I've ever seen him play, really, to be fair. But like, he can be got at, and we've got players who can run at defenders, you know, to just get at him from the get go. And they did look a bit nervy when Scotland started to press them. Now, they were good for the vast majority of the game and probably could have had a few more, but. Yeah, I mean, like, they can be got at, you know, and they'll be wrecked. So I think it'll go all the way today with Wales as well. So, you know, it's, it's a tough one. A tough one to call. Tough one to call. The only thing I would say is that Zinchenko's obviously playing midfield for them um, and he yeah. just pulls the string. So if Spiritsian can do it, then I'm sure Zinchenko will be having a fielder. Uh, the only thing I'd say is that Mikelenko, obviously playing with Everton, has, has grown into the season and became a really good left-back. Um, I'm sure Seamus Coleman will be telling uh, Stephen Kenny all about him. Um, David Salter says, we need a reaction in the Aviva. Our set pieces are nowhere near good enough. Jason Knight needs to start. Come on, the lads. And he says, uh, I think that's more important to get League One players into the Championship like Parrot and Chio, etc. Well, they're probably going to be there next season anyway. Um, then, uh, 
Chio, Chio definitely is anyway. It depends where Parrot goes or if uh, Conte wants him even to just be involved in the squad for the Champions League. We don't know, but probably not considering they've been given 150 million to spend anyway. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, let's um, let's leave it at that. Uh, huge thanks to everyone who joined us in the comments. Um, we will have this uh, as well out as a podcast. So if you are wanting to listen back, if you're only joining us now, it will be on YouTube and it will be on it's on Facebook as well, and also on um, podcasts as well. So huge thanks to Paul for joining. We're going to have more content. The press conferences are out tomorrow. We're going to be at them, and then there's going to be a match preview. Paul's dealing with a couple of our lads, and then Gary's going to be at the twenty ones. And then Tuesday we should have uh, opposition previews going out as well. So there's loads of stuff to keep you up to date ahead of the game against Ukraine. So uh, if you're new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like the video as it helps the channel grow. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for your time. I'll speak to you all later. Cheers, Paul. See you, Paul. Cheers. The IFF TV Podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate and subscribe.